who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, hello everyone. Um, so today's episode is definitely going to be a little different. Um, as some of you may know, Back like two months ago, Rachel offered me an incredible job in LA. I had just moved from LA back to Virginia in August um, to try and kind of get my life together a little bit. Um, and then in January, Rachel gave me an incredible call and asked me to move back to LA to help work with her, to help her edit her videos, to help her film, to help collab, um, and obviously to do the podcast in person. Um, and so mm, this is, oh, I thought my dog was gonna come over to say hi. She probably will at some point. Um, I'll explain what's going on in a minute. And if you're listening, I'm sorry for all the chaos if you're not actually watching the YouTube video. Um, but this is going to be a solo episode because I'm currently, because of this great job that Rachel offered me, I'm currently driving from Virginia out to California. I'm doing this massive road trip because I refuse to fly my dog Daisy on an airplane because I'm overly attached to her and I'm scared she'll die in the cargo hold. Yay, intrusive thoughts. Um, and so I'm in the process of driving from Virginia to California. Um, we're on day, I want to say, six or seven of driving. Um, and I decided the one fun thing that I wanted to do on my cross-country road trip, because every day I've just been booking it. I've been driving like seven hours a day um, just to hop from city to city. I'll stop at a hotel, I'll sleep for a little bit, and then you know I'll, I'll wake up six hours later and then do another seven-hour drive. Um, I decided to treat myself. I was like, Emily, you know, by the sixth or seventh day, you're going to need a little break. You're going to need a little something to give you pizzazz. Um, so I decided to kind of go off course a little bit and stop at Zion National Park and um, hike and explore and just get like back into nature and kind of just like revitalize. Is that the, is that a word? Revi revi revitalize? I don't know. My brain is not working. 
my brain is not working at this point. But I just, I felt the need to kind of, I'm going to go with the word rejuvenate, rejuvenate myself after sitting in a car for seven hours a day, only eating fast food with my dog who hot boxes me in there with her stank. I decided "Mm, you need some fun. And so anyway, long story long, I'm in Zion right now. Um, I originally booked an Airbnb. You can't really see it that well in the video. Maybe I'll insert like a little picture of what it looks like, but I decided I want to book like a really cool Airbnb instead of being stuck in a hotel room again. Um, And so I'm at Zion Wildflower Resort. Um, And if you want to look that up on Google, just type in Zion Wildflower. This is usually where Rachel tells me, Emily, take a second, pause, catch your breath. She's not here to do that. This is a solo episode, people. I just need to remind myself. But if you Google Zion Wildflower Resort, you'll see what I'm talking about. They have these wagons. I'm talking like Oregon Trail covered wagons that you can stay in as an Airbnb. And when I was booking it, I was like, all right, I need to make sure it has Wi-Fi so that Rachel and I can podcast. It said Wi-Fi included. What we found out when we checked in was that the Wi-Fi is included in the office, which is about half a mile from here, but not in the wagon. I'm not sure what I was thinking there. Um, I was, you know, having a little good faith. Um, So that's why this is a solo episode. (laughs) Basically, Rachel and I were supposed to record on Saturday night. Um, We check in here. My friend and I check in here um, at like 9 p.m. on Saturday, and we were supposed to record at 10. We get into the wagon, and she's like checking to see what the Wi-Fi is um, and how we get connected to it. And when I step in with all of our bags, she's like, "Mm, hate to break it to you, bestie. There's no Wi-Fi. So I had to, sorry, I forgot to silence my phone. Um, I had to call Rachel and basically be like, "Mm, here's the thing can't record and so she was like well I leave for Europe on Monday morning um and I was hiking yesterday was Sunday I was hiking all Sunday like throughout the park and didn't have any service so she was like why don't you do a solo episode that would be kind of fun and me with my anxiety I said "Mm, of course (laughs) so we're gonna see how this goes I'm already off to a really great start we're four and a half minutes in I've just been rambling this entire time but I wanted to give a little explanation because if you're watching the YouTube video obviously my background is weird Um, it's weird not having Rachel here if you're only listening I'm sure you're thinking to yourself why is Emily doing this by herself where is Rachel to keep her in line where is Rachel to keep her on track where is Rachel to calm her anxiety Rachel's on a plane to Europe must be nice bestie um so anyway that is the explanation as as to why I'm doing a solo episode we're gonna see how this goes I'm having faith in myself I'm gonna say it's gonna be okay um I'm nervous enough to do this when Rachel's here to banter with me um and now I'm just talking to a camera by myself so bear with me (laughs) please be nice or else I'll cry I might just cry anyway we'll see that's kind of like my vibe anywho all right let's let's hop into it um I'm gonna be like referencing my notes um it's not exactly right next to my camera so if you see me looking down that's what I'm looking at and if you're just listening just keep vibing um all right let's see let's see let's see I think what my game plan is is I'm going to report the news and then maybe I'll answer one or two questions at the end um and yeah we'll see (laughs) okay so for the first news story we have a heavy one but it's obviously one that needs to be addressed and I got many, many, many requests asking me to cover this. Um, So on May 24th, an 18-year-old gunman entered an elementary school in Texas through an unlocked door and killed 19 children and two teachers. Um, I'm just gonna kind of report on the facts first, per usual. Um, So we know that the police that arrived on scene 
waited a substantial amount of time before taking action and uh, breaching the classroom that the gunman had barricaded himself in. There were reports of parents begging the police that were standing around in the parking lot to storm into the elementary school and help their children. Um, and they just continued to stand around for a bit. Um, as of right now, we don't know what the motive was. Uh, we do know that President Biden also flew down to Texas to meet with the families of the victims, as well as Meghan Markle. Um, she made an appearance and visited the town to donate food to the volunteers. Um, on the more political side, we have members of both parties expressing willingness to pass legislation to address school shootings, but there's still really no plan in place. Um, okay, so... That's where I'm stopping with the facts. Now I'm gonna shift a little into my call to action side, um, which I'm sure you know is my entire personality at this point. Um, so if you're interested, there are ways that you can help. The biggest one being that you can call your representatives and demand change. Um, large scale change does not come from reposting memes on Instagram or commenting and getting in Facebook fights. Um, change comes from the ballot box and by voicing your opinions to your political representatives. And um, that's really what holds all the power in this country to make change. So, um, you know, it's just like these few politicians, these very few, I mean, very few individuals who are voted into office decide the entire fate of this country and are solely responsible for our laws and <laughs> our policies and dictate like how we function as a society. Um, so if you want to make a real difference, start there. Um, vote if you can. I know we have a lot of young listeners. Um, so obviously there's things you can do as a young listener, which would be more on the conversation side so having conversations with people keeping yourself educated until you are old enough to take action through your voting um uh, the best way to do it is to vote and to call the offices and to make your voice heard um so educate yourself on who stands for what who's being represented and paid for by what um and use your most powerful tool wisely um, another huge way you can make an impact is by donating money. Um, the very the first line of support in situations like these um, is to financially support the families of the victims. Um, and there are several GoFundMe's that are already set up that have been you know started and have a really good head start on making a, a good chunk of change. Um, and I can link those in the description. So if you're interested in donating, those will be right there and easily accessible. Um, I had a bunch of people asking me <clears throat> sorry I had a bunch of people asking me to state my opinion on why I think this happened and what this country can do um differently but honestly like I was sitting here because I had so many dms of people you know sending me these news stories or sending me comments that um governor abbott said or you know just sending me I don't know my inbox was just flooded with material of people being like please report on this please give us your opinion please let us know what we can do um and at this point at this point it's just like i'm i feel like i'm spewing what you're already hearing because as a society and as a country we know exactly what we need to do it's just that the politicians are not willing to do it um and so i'll give you like a brief overview in case you haven't heard these opinions before but it's not like i have i'm like holding on to anything revolutionary um i agree with the general public that we need stricter gun laws um that we need our government to step up and protect us that we need to completely ban assault rifles 
because I don't understand why any individual in this country needs to be able to have their hands on a weapon that can fire multiple rounds within seconds. Um, when, when, these, when these laws and <laughs> like when these amendments were written, it was back when we had weapons that weren't able to mass kill. And so when they first wrote about, um, you know, the right to bear arms and, and the right to defend yourself, they were talking about these certain weapons where it takes seconds, um, if not a minute, to load them. Um, you can only fire one round at a time. Uh, there's a, you know, a, a, a very small amount of bullets that you can have in these weapons. Um, and that's when these amendments and laws were created, when, when it was when they were talking about weapons like that. And since then, obviously our weapons have developed further. Um, and now, like I said, you can fire multiple, multiple rounds within seconds and the laws have not been able to keep up. It's not that they haven't been able to, it's that again, these politicians are not willing to keep up with these changes. And so I don't know. I just, I, I find it ridiculous that common people, really anyone has access to this kind of weaponry. Um, because if you, if you really are like super stuck on the second amendment and you really are stuck on, you know, your right to bear arms, um, or like maybe you even want weapons to like go hunting or like do a recreational activity like that. Um, you don't need an assault rifle to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's the same stuff you're hearing spewed over and over and over again. It's, uh, let me make sure I'm hitting all of it. Um, yeah, we need stricter gun control in this country. We need be better mental health resources and assault rifles should be banned. Um, and we need our government to step up. And I know why they're not. Um, and it's because I, I posted this on my Instagram story a few days ago. There are certain politicians, a lot of politicians that are refusing to vote against um, any kind of reform because they are being funded directly by the National Rifle Association um, and these big gun companies. So of course they're not going to vote against it because that's who's keeping them in business as politicians. They're the ones funding their campaigns. They're the ones funding their seats. They're the ones funding their housing, their lifestyles. So they're not going to vote against it. Um, and so I think my biggest piece of advice, um, if you're angry about this, um, if you're upset about this, if you want any kind of change and you're at the, the age where you are able to vote, deep dive into the person you want to vote for deep dive into their stances and what they vote for not just what they say when they're in front of a camera or what they post on their instagram really deep dive into how they voted in their past it's all public record you can look it up easily on google so if you're you know concerned about where your vote is going and what it's going towards look up if you know you're going to vote for someone look up how they voted and really take that into account. Also look up who funds them. There are several candidates that I know, like personally I know people voted for who they thought were really great people. And then when they looked into them or when I pointed it out, they had no idea that these certain people were being funded by big pharma or big gun, gun corporations or so on. So um, biggest piece of advice is just really do your research, really take your vote into account <laughs> because as a US citizen that is at this point our most powerful tool. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this all over social media. We are the only country in the world. We are the only developed nation in the world where this is happening. We're supposed to be the greatest country in the world, right? That's what we hear all the time, 24 seven. America's the greatest. We're number one, one we're on top. Okay, but why, <laughs> why then do we have multiple mass shootings, especially in schools where it is easily preventable with a piece of legislation 
why is this happening? Like we are, again, we are the only developed country in the world where this is happening. We're the only developed country in the world where parents and caretakers are buying bulletproof backpacks for their children. Like take a second to think about, it makes me so upset. I'm like trying really hard not to get upset talking about this because um, as some of you may know, I, I just, I lived with uh, my cousin and her husband and her two children, um, their two children for the past nine months. Um, and I love those children, like they're my own. And uh, the day before this happened, my cousin signed up my nephew like into preschool and so this is what happens when Rachel's not here I get really upset (laughs) because there's no one here to stop me but it's like she just signed him up for preschool and then this happens like the next day and of course your first human instinct is to like relate it to you somehow and to empathize in a way that you can and it's just like I started looking up bulletproof backpacks for him and so sorry this is my vibe I always cry (laughs) but like you know something has to change everyone knows this it's been spewed since Sandy Hook it's been spewed before then like something has to change and these politicians are doing nothing about it so what you can do is you can call their offices it's easily I'm gonna make googleable googleable a verb that's gonna be my new verb you can easily google it um you just type in like like let's say you're living in ohio you can type in like ohio congressman um ohio representative um and then once you find their name you can go back to google and you can type in like um you know for virginia it was like tim kane for a while i think that's so bad i can't i lived in california for so long i can't remember who it is now but i back when i was in college i would type in tim kane um office number or tim kane citizen number or tim like find there's going to be hundreds of results that all lead you to the same number of your representative you can leave a message if um i mean obviously your representative themselves is not going to answer um but they're going to have you know excuse me oh they're going to have like secretaries or excuse me or office aides that are there picking up the phones and it matters a lot of people think if you leave a message or if you leave a message with like a secretary or office aide that it doesn't count they record every single call and what that person wants so even if you think it doesn't matter it really does so leave a message if no one answers write into them if you're not comfortable talking on the phone you can also google phone scripts so like back there was a law when i was in college i can't remember what it was Oh, that's so bad. I was in college a while ago, but um, I, I didn't want it passed. And so um, I, I was like, what can I do? And I reached out to my sister and they said, you know, you can call this number and you can say this. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to talk on the phone. That makes me very anxious and I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm probably going to sound dumb. And they were like, no, here's a phone script. So you can even type in like um, gun legislation phone script. And I'm sure there's going to be like hundreds of them that pop up that will tell you exactly what to say. And every time you call, every time you leave a message, every time you bug them, they record it down. And then that information is brought back to your representative and your representative can see, oh, 523 people today called and said they wanted me to vote against this. So if you can't vote, you can call in. If you're underage, you can call in um, and you can say what your opinion is. If you can vote, go vote. Um, I'm sorry I've been rambling about this for so long, but as you should know by now, politics and crying and anxiety are my three top personality traits. Um, And it's just to have this amount of like platform um, and privilege in order to like speak to you all and like be able to reach so many people and to not push um, 
for you guys to help better this country, I think would just be like a misuse of power in some parts, especially because I am so passionate about this. I know some people are not, um, but because I am, I, I really like to take advantage of the amount of reach that we have and encourage you all to just, um, you know, try and do every little thing that you can. And I do like receive a bunch of DMs of people being like, what can I do? Like, tell me what to do. And I can't like answer them all. Um, and so that's my explanation as to why I'm rambling for so long. And so I'm sorry. I'm sure you guys are missing Rachel right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just do everything you can, whether that's calling, whether that's voting, um, whether that's having conversations with productive conversations with people, not Facebook fighting. You're not going to change anyone's minds that way. Um, but having productive conversations with people and educating yourself, not in like the collegiate, collegiate, oh my God, my brain. Not as in like, oh, you have to go to college and educate yourself, but like do your research, like read, find reputable articles, learn statistics, learn facts. Um, it'll really just help like amplify, um, you know, your arguments and um, your conversations in the future. Um, anyway, okay. So let's see. Um, yeah. Oh, I want, I want this really stuck with me when I read this. Um, so I swear I'm going to wrap up this segment um oh but before i do how does rachel do this let's check to see if we have a sponsor 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 do you know how much you have in common with some of your favorite celebrities leaders newsmakers i'm evelyn the host of reppin where you'll meet notable people you think you know you'll find out who they really are and what they represent listen to reppin wherever you get your podcasts Okay, so before I wrap this up, I just want to read you a quote that really, like, stuck with me this morning. All right. Guns should not be easier to access than health insurance, baby formula, voting, books, and enlisting in the military. We are not trying to take away Second Amendment rights. Instead, we are asking for reasonable laws and restrictions that will create a safer environment for all. Taking action requires bravery. The proposed solutions are not new. We cannot wait for another tragedy to occur. Like, at this point, I'm just heartbroken and frustrated and trying really hard like not to lose hope because it's never too late like it is never too late to make change and demand change um because those children and those teachers deserved better um we all deserve better so i'm gonna keep fighting i'm gonna keep calling i'm gonna keep harassing my representatives i'm gonna keep donating and educating myself um and having productive conversations with people and I really hope you all choose to do the same. Um, and I'm really sorry if this was like a really heavy beginning to the episode or like I went on too long about it. Um, but I just had so many people reach out and ask if I would touch on it. Um, and as much as I would like to avoid this topic because like it is not good for my mental health and like it, it, it is like upsetting. And I understand people, some people do not want to listen to this. Um, I, I just feel like avoiding it would have been a grave like misuse of our platform's privilege like I said earlier um so thank you for letting me share all of my thoughts on that and ramble um but now we're going to shift back to our normal content um which is talking about ridiculous internet drama um okay so this story still involves the Texas story but it is about 
an internet influencer. Um, so Trisha Paytas was in the hot seat this week because after the shooting occurred, they posted a video on their YouTube channel uh, talking about how this mass shooting just solidified for them and their husband Moses that they will not be sending their children to public school. Um, for those of you that didn't know, Trisha is pregnant with their first child, um, a little girl. Um, and so when they posted the video on their YouTube channel, it was titled, Why I Won't Send My Kids to Public School. And they stated, this is a direct quote, We have debated about public school. You know, on one hand, it helps you socialize and gets you to do projects and team things and stuff like that. We always leaned more on them not going to public school for a variety of reasons. It was horrible for me. Trisha, like she, she explained. Um, she said, I was just bullied by students and even teachers. I have my own issues with public school, but then options are like private school, which is super expensive. And we're super fortunate that we could send our kid to private school, but a lot can change by the time that happens. Circumstances change, but right now that's what we're that's what we're saving for. It's like a big thing. Um, so she went on to say basically, like, um, sorry, Trisha uses they, them, she, her pronouns. I, I try to stick to the they, them because they put those first in their bio and have said they have a preference for them. Um, so excuse me if I slip up on that. Um, so basically the entire video <laughs> was like Trisha boohooing about how, and like understandably so when the shooting happened, obviously I immediately thought of my own niece and nephew um, and related it to myself um, while of course still holding space for the actual victims. Um, but Trisha is getting in trouble for this because they made an entire video, an entire monetized video about how they are now scared to send their kids to school and about how they are gonna send their kids to private school or homeschool them because they have the privilege to do so. Um, and a lot of people were criticizing Trisha saying, how could you possibly use your platform um, and instead of telling people like, hey, this is what happened, go donate here, or hey, this is what I'm doing to help, instead of using your platform to bring awareness and like to bring change, excuse me, and to encourage people to help, they posted this long video about how this is, excuse me, um, personally affecting them and scaring them and changing the course of, you know, their future and their children's futures um, and monetize the whole thing. And so there's, there's this like, uh, this like Twitter cancel campaign going on right now where people are like, how dare you take this tragedy and make a crap ton of money off of it and make it all about yourself. Like that was super narcissistic. Um, I do have to say that they did address in the beginning of their video. They said, uh, okay, wait, before I, I hop into the rest of the story, I did miss something big. Um, so another reason that there's this like Twitter cancel campaign going on and, and, she, and they are getting so much backlash is because two days before the shooting and two days before they posted this video, it's so ironic. They tweeted out on May 22nd, I feel like I'm the only one on Twitter completely disinterested in politics. Like, I hate hearing political takes, lol. Maybe I'm just an idiot, ignorant, slash both. I don't comprehend anything anyone says about party, about parties, laws, bans, etc. I'm the perfect example of not everyone should vote. Um, so, I will throw a little bone here. Um, before they hopped into their video talking about why they weren't going to send their kid to public school, they did say, um, basically, I don't like to hear about politics. I said it's probably because I'm ignorant. I just don't want to learn about it because it makes me so depressed. And obviously, it was taken like, well, you're privileged. Obviously, it doesn't affect you. You know your privilege is taking you and your kids 
uh, to private school. I understand that. I totally do. So before she hopped into this long video about, you know, I'm never sending my kids to public school because this was so scary, you know, blah, blah, blah. They did say, like, they did criticize themselves in the beginning. Not that it's like a pass, but they did criticize themselves a little bit in the beginning, saying basically, like, you know, I do realize I'm uneducated and that I don't have an interest in this kind of stuff. But that doesn't make it right, okay? So I get infuriated when celebrities and influencers and these super powerful people that have these massive platforms with so many, like an incomparable amount of influential, influential, easily influenced people that follow them. It infuriates me when they push this narrative of politics being too complicated or too depressing to understand or to get involved in. Um, because yes, politics can be complicated. Um, the government purposely likes to keep it that way because <laughs> if you have your general public confused, they're easily controlled. And I know that sounds like a conspiracy theory. It's not. Um, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try and that you should say statements like that because their main audience is teens and young adults. And so when you say broad statements like, I just don't care about politics, it's too hard to understand, it's too confusing, it makes me depressed, some of your listeners are going to take that as permission to do the same. And it's like, this is the time to encourage your listeners to step up and take action, not to tell them and give them permission to think that it's too confusing and that they shouldn't try. I just I get so infuriated about that um, because there's so many different resources out there that break things down so easily so that people can understand. That is how I educate myself. I mean, I, I talk with my family who are super well educated on this stuff and I have them break it down very simply for me because I do admit like some of the articles are hard to understand. understand. Some of the backstories are so complicated and there's so many factors that go into it. Sometimes you can't get to the end and like understand how we got to certain places. Um, like with the whole Roe versus Wade, I had so many people reach out to me and be like, I don't understand where this started. I don't understand the timeline. I don't understand how we got here. I'll give you that. It's complicated. It is like difficult to navigate through that. But there are so many free resources online that break it down step by step by step that make it so easily understandable to someone that's not super involved in politics. And that's what I do. I talk with my family. I have them break. I literally message them all the time. And I say, explain it to me like I'm five. And like they do. And, and it's really easy for me to get. And I'm not saying I get the whole picture, but I get enough where I can form an educated opinion. Um, there are YouTube channels out there that break it down for you. Philip DeFranco is a great example. He'll break things down for you. Um, I'll try and find a couple more examples. Um, but there are resources out there. Um, so it's like, just to one more time punch it in there, your one duty as a citizen is to use your vote as a weapon for change and to ignore that fact or to laugh about how it's just too much or how it's too depressing for you is not the vibe. So I'm going to leave it at that. It's not the vibe. Um, obviously we function on two different levels. I'm like, go out there and get them. <laughs> and then there are some people that are like, LOL. I just don't get it. <clears throat> I just, I want to make it very clear that that's like your one power that you hold is through vote and through voicing your opinion. So do with that what you will. Um, anyway, all right, we're going to move on like out of politics. Emily's political rant is over for the day. Um, 
Okay, so the next story is about Sienna May and Jack Wright. So here is your trigger warning that uh, I will be men- mentioning the topic of sexual assault for the next minute or two. Um, so Sienna May, who's a, who was a super popular TikToker, decided to come back to TikTok after a hefty sexual assault allegation was made against her at the beginning of the year. Um, on January 20th, Jack Wright, who I believe was her boyfriend for a bit, um, who was also an 18-year-old member of the Hype House, accused Sienna, Sienna of touching him inappropriate, inappropriately on multiple occasions without his consent and manipulating him emotionally. She initially denied sexually assaulting him, but then followed up with this statement. And this is her, sorry, this is her direct quote. Consent isn't really something that is formally taught in school. My parents have been married for 23 years, and I grew up watching them freely express affection to each other. And I understand now that not everyone has this comfortability with affection. She continued to say, I understand that when you're in a relationship, there needs to be a very open and honest conversation about consent, even before sexual acts even if it's holding hands, hugging, and being affectionate in a friendly manner. The last thing I'd ever want to do is breach someone's boundaries, and for that I've become explicitly aware of the the way I interact with others, and I will do better. So during this whole controversy and this whole time where all of this was being exposed, um, she lost over 1 million followers on TikTok and hasn't posted a TikTok since January 19th. And she's kind of been off the grid um, since. But then she posted on her Instagram story a few days ago and cap- with the caption, I hope they cancel me. Um, so she posted a video um, and it's a compilation of various clips of her running around on, I'm assuming, a Hawaiian beach lip syncing to a song that says i hope they cancel me why so i can tell the people to kiss my butt um but you know the actual word um over and over again so she's running around and smiling and in and out of the waves and jumping up and down with her like you know friend that's a girl um like being very excited and laughing and carefree And the whole thing was very strange and kind of unexplained and a little inappropriate and like left a bad taste in my mouth. And I don't know if she's making fun of the fact that like she got canceled or like if this is some PR stunt or both. Um, But it was very strange and I didn't know what to make of it. So like if you have an opinion or you have any more information, feel free to share it because I'm just confused. I feel like I confused Boomer. I don't understand. But um, that's really all I could find about it for now. Um, all right, we're about to move into the shorter news blurbs, but before we do, one more time, let's check to see if we have a sponsor. Sponsor, sponsor! Okay, so for our shorter news blurbs, um, actor Dominic Fike, who played Elliot from Euphoria, you know, the one that played the, like, 23-minute guitar solo at the end of the (laughs) season finale, um, he made some very offhanded comments about Amber Heard while performing at a show. He said... All right, yo, so I'm just going to come out and say it. I think Amber Heard is hot, dude. I know it's not a popular opinion. I know it's not the focus at the moment, but I keep having these visions of her. Just beat me up. I think it's hot. So obviously joking about domestic abuse is not the vibe. Um, And this was like wildly inappropriate. Uh, So I'm not sure what he was expecting there. But that's all I have for you for right now. Um, 
Another news blurb is that Jeffree Star has announced he's selling yak meat from his yak farm in Wyoming. At the start of quarantine, Jeffrey left L.A., well, like his very luxurious multi-million dollar mansion in Hidden Hills, Calabasas, and moved to Wyoming to a yak farm. And we were all very confused, but we were all in support, like, go take care of your mental health. Go at it. Um, and he just posted on his Instagram story, we are raising yaks for pets and breeding. Obviously, I have almost 120 pets. They are amazing babies, and we just love it out here. But we are slowly, slowly starting to produce some yak meat. So do with that what you will. Um, Kanye is back on Instagram after taking a two-month hiatus after repeatedly harassing Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Um, he came back by posting a picture of, you know, those boxes that Big Macs come in at McDonald's, like the cardboard boxes. He posted a picture of one of those, but it was a very custom looking burger box. Um, and he posted it with the caption, yay, teams up with industrial designer to reimagine McDonald's packaging and then posted the picture on his Insta story with the words next week. Um, and McDonald's has done collabs with celebrities in the past. Like BTS is a great example. They created like, I want to say they created a special meal for them. Um, I don't know if they've ever done design collabs before, but yay's getting to it, I guess. Um, our last little news blurb is that Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker just celebrated their third and final wedding this month. They got married with air quotes in Vegas, but the ceremony wasn't legal um, because they didn't have a marriage license. Then a few weeks later, they got married again in Santa Barbara um, at a courthouse. And now they're celebrating with all of their friends and family in Portofino, Italy. And they just had their third and final ceremony with their closest friends and family. Um, and it looked really pretty and yeah okay so i think that's it for the news um again i'm sorry for my rant at the beginning but like not really because <laughs> it's like we need to be having these conversations and talking about this stuff and like i said i have such an incredible privilege being on this podcast and having this reach that you know i feel like it's almost a duty that i enjoy um obviously i don't enjoy talking about all the bad stuff but i enjoy helping educate our listeners and like really pushing for change um so i always appreciate you guys being so nice and so like receiving with that because i i do struggle obviously with my anxiety i'm like am i being too much is this too annoying is this too depressing um but you guys always just give the nicest feedback and you're so appreciative and so like i know everyone says this but like I, I truly mean it, like how much I appreciate our audience and how incredible you all are. Um, and you've just been like so welcoming and I don't know. You guys make me sappy. Anyway, um, so instead of answering a question, um, I decided when we were taking a little sponsor break that instead of answering questions, I'm going to tell you some interesting facts about me uh, so you can get to know the true Emily Bro staff a little bit better. Doesn't that sound interesting? I think so. All right, here we go. <laughs> okay, so um, I grew up in Virginia for 28 years. I lived there. Yay me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a competitive gymnast for a really long time, and I was pretty good at it, and now I can't even do a cartwheel without pulling a muscle. Um, growing up, are you ready for this? I had five cats, two gerbils, two guinea pigs, one mouse, one dog, 10 tree frogs, and a pet hedgehog named Peter. Um, I went to college for history and digital studies and thought I would spend the rest of my life working in a museum until I took a nannying job to hold me over while I waited to hear back from museum positions and realized I got paid a lot of money to do it and it was incredibly fun. I got paid to watch kids movies and go to theme parks and eat candy. People pay you to do that. They pay you. To 
anyway um so then i ended up being an like a full-time nanny for five years after graduating and have never used my degree yay anyway um i'm recently divorced woohoo <laughs> i cope with humor um it's been real fun for my mental health anyway um i've been in three really scary plane situations uh two of which were i don't feel like this is dramatic i feel like it's pretty accurate like two of which were near death um so i have horrible horrible anxiety around flying which is hilarious because my favorite activity is traveling um i'm deaf in my right ear and i got banned from tinder not once but twice for making men who snuck into the lesbian side of tinder feel uncomfortable mm. so got banned twice for that anyway all right so that's it for today's episode thank you so much for just being the best knocked my mic whoopsie uh we love you all appreciate you all you guys are literally the best audience um next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled me and rachel episode so i won't ramble for so long um and there'll be you know a lot more interesting stuff um but thank you so much i hope this episode was okay appreciate you all and we will see you next week all right love you love you love you bye in a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real, it's intimate, and it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.